Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, PITCO Happenings listeners. I'll be joined today by Pennsylvania County Administrator David Smitherman to talk about the use of federal CARES Act funds to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic and invest in Pennsylvania County's future. The newly renovated ECC Auditorium is operational and will host the Board of Supervisors meetings on January 19th. Citizens can attend and sit in the socially distanced audience or watch online on our Facebook page. At 3.30, the Service Authority will hear a presentation about an extension policy. During the work session at 4.30, the Board will hear an update on the development of several new convenience centers throughout the county. And at the 7 o'clock business meeting, the Board will consider a resolution to support naming the Chatham South Bridge after Clyde Banks Sr., a respected civil rights and community leader who died in 2008. If you have questions about the Board of Supervisors meeting, give me a call at 434 713 The first wave of applications for the Small Business Assistance Grants are being reviewed now, but there are still more funds to go around. You can find more information online at www.pitsylvaniacountyva.gov backslash 599 backslash small dash business dash assistance dash grants, or by calling Pennsylvania County Economic Development at 434 432-1770. These grants of up to $15,000 can help small Pennsylvania County businesses continue to weather the current pandemic. For today's fast fact, did you know that Pennsylvania County now has its own fleet of backup EMS personnel? Pennsylvania County relies on many volunteer fire and EMS stations. To fill in the gaps and assist these volunteers, Pennsylvania County had contracted a backup service. Now, as of July 1st, 2020, Pennsylvania County has three ambulances staffed at all times. Located in Hurt, Chatham, and Mount Hermon, these EMS professionals can cover calls that volunteers can't and assist them when needed. Another quick response vehicle with an EMT is now operational in the 640 area in the Bannister District as well. And this week, we're going to be taking a deeper look into how Pennsylvania County has been utilizing CARES Act funds. So Pennsylvania County received roughly $10.5 million of federal money from the CARES Act, which was the the stimulus bill passed in March. Um, So I'm I'm going to turn it over to Pennsylvania County Administrator David Smitherman. David, thanks for joining us today. Glad to do it, Caleb. So I guess to start, before we get too much into the weeds on on the CARES Act funds, if you kind of just want to talk to me about Pennsylvania County government, where we're at, what it's been like navigating through the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, it's been certainly a challenging time for us to provide uh, citizen services, um, maintain contact with our citizens. Uh, we've been working hard to make investments so that citizens can access us more easily from home and safely in person. Um, we have been dealing with Uh, outbreaks in county government. We're dealing with one right now uh, where we have a department closed. I understand that, yeah, there's been departments that have kind of on the fly been finding out about exposures or positive cases. So what has that been like? Well, since Thanksgiving, that has really been what's going on. It's been touch and go. It's been unpredictable. Luckily, we were prepared to a large degree for these 
incidents. Uh, we have deployed technology to allow remote teleworking, uh, to make sure our phones are being answered even when people aren't in the office. Uh, and we've had to make decisions and adapt on the fly. And I think our employees have done a great job in that regard. So yeah, I know Pennsylvania County did receive, um, I guess, two, two payments of roughly five, between 5.2 and $5.3 million from the CARES Act. Um, these funds were to utilize for things that weren't originally in the budget in, in direct response to the, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about the, the process for determining how those funds were used? Well, sure. You know, our, our number one priority going into it was protection of our employees, um, of our officers, um, and facilitation of school services. So immediately our priority was personal protective equipment. Uh, and once we had that shored up, we um, started talking about helping the schools. We were able to appropriate um, well over a million dollars. Then we talked internally about making sure that the investments uh, that we made were sustained beyond this pandemic. So we started uh, talking about uh, durable things that can help us in our preparedness and response, but also be an asset to our taxpayers and offset the cost um, of some very important things to our taxpayers. So we have purchased a good number of ambulances. Um, we are building an EMS station. We have renovated a new facility to ensure the continuity of elections during the pandemic on Depot Street in Chatham, the new elections and training center. Uh, we built a or rehabbed a 50, 60, 70 year old facility in Chatham for, uh, to, to make it conducive for remote access to board meetings. We're sharing that facility with the school board um, and it is a great success. The school board's already used it. We'll use it for the first time next week. Um, and I mean, I, I think we, we already touched on this some, but I mean, the majority of these funds went towards public safety, whether that be purchasing personal protection equipment and masks to have around the offices or to hand out to citizens, or whether that be purchasing a new ambulance and, and lots of things in between. Um, so why was that such a high priority with these funds? Well, of course, just general public safety reasons and, and making sure that those that are in the most direct line of contact in COVID are protected is absolutely our priority. But we also saw the opportunity to make investments in our public safety uh, folks that would sustain beyond the pandemic. For example, one way to keep our officers safe is to keep them, our sheriff's deputies, is to keep them in their cars and not having to come into the office and intermingle. So we spent about $200,000 plus or minus on computers for all of our cars so that our road deputies have the ability to file reports and, and uh, take care of business from inside their vehicles. That's a good point that those, you know, the sheriff's deputies, the, the public safety professionals, the volunteers, they were, they were going out and, and were exposed to COVID on, on a very frequent basis and oftentimes didn't know if they were being exposed or not. So having the resources set aside for them and, and new equipment and things like that was a, a very important part of this. Yeah, the volunteer service is uh, certainly exposed uh, as much or more than anyone. Uh, they were the first mm -hmm. that we really um, focused on. 
the safety of our volunteers is at the top of our priority list. Mm-hmm. And they were the very first to receive the benefits of the CRF uh, program. A lot of these investments that were made, we set the money aside, but every government in the United States was looking for the same things. You know, every school division was looking for additional technology, additional laptops. Um, the, I know ambulances were hard to come by because there were several governments looking for those. Um, so a lot of these things that Pennsylvania County set money aside for back in April, May, June, even still we're, we're struggling to find because everybody is looking for the exact same things. Yeah, delivery of these items has been very difficult. Uh, the marketplace is saturated with people like us trying to find those exact same things. So it, it has been a challenge. Uh, even um, simple things like vehicles. We had a difficult time not only getting ambulances, but just pickup trucks. Uh, we were able to deploy a new quick response vehicle in the 640 area in the Bannister District. And just finding a vehicle uh, available, readily available to deploy out there was a very um, challenging endeavor. So it has been hard accessing the materials we need to invest these funds. And we had a challenge because the federal government placed a December 30th deadline on the expenditure of these funds. And luckily at the last minute, Congress passed an extension to that deadline. So we are gonna get the full impact of that $10.5 million. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um, And I know the, the CARES Act, sort of sent money through all levels of the economy. I know most most individuals and families got stimulus checks where they got money paid directly to them. Um, and there were also, um, I know a lot of businesses received money, Pennsylvania County government received money. Um, so through, even through the CARES Act, Pennsylvania County did attempt to also share money with, I, I guess, individuals. There are all sorts of financial opportunities available for Pennsylvania County residents and businesses to get relief from COVID. If, if you're struggling to pay your bills, if you're struggling, there are options out there. Yeah, um, there are. And we still, you know, we went out of our way to go find additional money for our small business uh, folks in the county. We still have money available, up to $15,000 for each small business. Um, and I think we've got probably 15 more slots available. Uh, so we certainly encourage people to look for those opportunities to contact our economic development department. Uh, I think we expended about $150,000 through our social services department for assistance with utility bills. We have granted um, amnesty or uh, delay in paying, making payments to our water customers. Um, you know, really proud of the Board of Supervisors for all of the effort they've made to provide assistance and seek assistance to pass along to our county citizens. And in in regards to the the CARES Act money and the CRF money, is there anything else that you would want to add or think it's important that the public knows? I do want to say that um, the frustration continues about broadband accessibility in our county. It is a um, top priority of ours. However, We have espoused the philosophy that this is not a government service. We don't own infrastructure. Uh, So our role is to facilitate the development of internet accessibility in the private sector. Um, As a conservative county and one that is very judicious with taxpayer funds, uh, we think that this utility service is best provided by the private sector utility companies 
and should not be a government-run organization. So, but that being said, part of our facilitation, other than using infrastructure that we own, is we plan to announce within the next, let's say, 45 days, a significant investment of CRF um, resources into internet accessibility. We want to try to invigorate and energize the work of the private sector. And we have found a few areas that we can invest CRF money to hopefully, hopefully accelerate uh, the private sector's investment in our community. So there, you know, it is important to know there is no silver bullet to internet access. It is mm -hmm. a very expensive uh, tens and tens of millions of dollars uh, of exercise that has to be uh, carried out to get us all uh, good internet service. Um, so it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, my conservative estimate is it's going to be three to five years before we see significant changes. We will continue to see incremental improvement and hopefully the investment of this CRF money uh, will accelerate that incremental advancement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that's definitely a good point that I think the the coronavirus with so many more people wanting to work from home with students working remotely that this really brought forth the need for for broadband internet but you're exactly right that there's no there is no silver bullet for that that's that's a very long-term difficult problem to overcome yes it is and it's very frustrating for us but um because we feel the frustration of all of our citizens so uh, mm -hmm. we are doing what we can uh without using taxpayer general fund money laws for us to get into that business. I mean, you're talking about tax increases that no one wants to see and no one would be happy with. So we feel like the most judicious role for us is to be a facilitator of the private sector's investment. Well, yeah, no, David, I really appreciate you joining me. We appreciate you being here. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week at 315 to learn more about what Pennsylvania County government is up to. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.